Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, magic mushrooms are having a bit of a moment, aren't they? We've talked about them a few times here on the show, um, primarily around how they're being used by certain uh, therapists and doctors in our country to treat all kinds of different ailments. I mean, they've been around forever, of course, um, but the natural psychedelics now being used in all kinds of medical treatments legally, here in Canada, in some cases, um, in other places, they're becoming part of a tourism campaign. A resort chain in Jamaica is offering what they call mystical experiences and stress relief with, let's call it a magic mushroom getaway. Here to tell us all about it, we have Justin Townsend calling from Jamaica. He is the CEO of Michael Meditations. Justin, thanks for your time. I appreciate you being here. Hello, Shane. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, really, really interesting. First things first, we should we should establish your magic mushrooms are not and have never been illegal in Jamaica, right? So to make this move is not really that difficult for you guys in Jamaica. That's absolutely correct, yes. No illegality at all. So uh, the way that this is being marketed, this is not about going down and, and getting wrecked on mushrooms for a week. This is a, a health and wellness approach you're taking to this, correct? Absolutely correct. It's not about a recreational retreat um, at all. So we have um, a therapeutic model here. We run between 40 and 50 retreats every year, around about three to four retreats per month. Each retreat consists of a cohort of 12 individuals that come from all over the world, but family from America um, right now. And uh, each retreat is about seven days long and consists of three dosing sessions with mushrooms, and then the following day, backed up by group therapy as well. And in line with that therapeutic model, our team members consist of psychiatrists, MDs, and therapists as well. Okay, so you've got experts involved in, in these offerings. It's not like you're just doing this, you know, making it up. You've got actual um, documented experts involved. Um, treatments for what? Therapy, therapy for, for what? What kind of conditions are you dealing with? Okay, so typically we see a lot of depression in its various forms, everything from treatment-resistant depression through chronic depression. We treat a lot of anxiety, um, individuals that have an end-of-life diagnosis and have end-of-life anxiety we treat as well. Uh, we treat cluster headaches, migraine headaches, fibromyalgia, PTSD, and all, uh, something that comes up a lot is a lot of childhood trauma and sexual abuse as well. Okay. Um we're talking about microdosing here primarily. That's what we always hear about. Like, how does the dosing work? How do you know how much to give a person? What's the process there? Okay, um, small correction. We actually do what's called macrodosing. Okay. So a microdose micro is typically about one-tenth of a dried gram of mushrooms, and it's what's known as subperceptual. You won't have any effects or wouldn't yes, feel any right. effects of it. You just feel more sensitive and grounded. Uh, macrodoses. So um, with these three doses throughout the week, um, there is no one-size-fits-all. It used to be that the research institutes would try and give you about 35 milligrams of psilocybin in synthesized form for every 70 kilograms in body weight, but that's largely off. Um, so our first dose consists of a low dose of between three and four dry grams that enables our guests to have an experience. 
experience for the first time and dip their toe in the water. Uh, the second dose will go a lot higher. That helps to calibrate a little bit more accurately into the seven or eight or nine gram range. And we can be up to the high teens, 15, 16 grams by the end of the week. But largely, um, there is no one size fits all. It depends upon what the condition is that we're treating, how long has somebody had that condition for, uh, how acute is it, um, and these kind of criteria. So everybody's different, and then we track that throughout the week, um, and that dictates how, how much we dose any given individual as to how they respond. Um, and is it done, I'm assuming, under pretty strict supervision with professionals monitoring the experience? Absolutely. So the original um, research work done by Johns Hopkins and various other institutes all produced um, excellent clinical practice manuals and protocols. So we took those, we adapted them for group work. Um, like I say, we have 12 guests on average per retreat and all of them are licensed medical or mental health professionals with many hundreds, if not thousands of hours of experience working with psychedelics. Um, and I mean, the expectation here, and we know there's a lot of progress and there's a lot of really, really good news about the way these things are, are being used to treat uh, different conditions. I mean, this could be a multi-billion dollar industry at some point, correct? Absolutely. It's certainly, I mean, as I'm looking at all the research, it's certainly looking that way. And it's not just the therapeutic side. There's the people that want to produce products, be they tinctures or other types of products you can produce. There's the cultivation size, uh, side of things. There's the biopharma side of things. There's the actual therapeutic application uh, to somebody, whether it's in the States or Canada or here in Jamaica on retreat for a week. And then there's all the ongoing integration therapy that happens for a guest or a patient once they've had their experience as well. So it's certainly looking to swell into the billions of dollars. And in some recent research I was reading, um, by the time psilocybin is rescheduled federally in the U.S. and Canada and Europe, um, there's a shortage right now of about thirty to 50,000 trained psychedelic clinicians. Okay. If someone's listening and says, you know what, I think this is, I've heard good things about this, I've tried it, I might want to get involved. What's the cost and what's the process in getting involved in something like this? Absolutely. So the cost ranges anywhere at the cheaper end from four and a half, four and a half thousand US dollars for a week for a shared room, right the way to our very high end, which is $23,000 per week, also for a shared room as well. Hmm. Uh, we have a very ex extensive application process uh, where we are required to understand an individual's personal mental health history and medical history of medications. That application form is screened by a, um, a psychologist or a therapist, and we deny about 25 to 30% of all applications, uh, which I'm happy to talk about in a moment as well. So once the application form has been done, people can then look on our website, pick a retreat, uh, retreat date schedule, and go ahead and book. Um, is there any risk to the person who's traveled from Canada to Jamaica for the express purpose of doing something like this? Is there any legal ramifications they could face? Absolutely none that I'm aware okay. of because they're using these substances in a country where it's legal. Okay, so just fill out the application and pick a date. Absolutely. And we're actually booked a few months in advance. There's huge demand for what we do out here. Amazing. Amazing. Justin, I know there's a lot of interest on the text line and people phoning in, so I, I appreciate you uh, sharing some time with us today. Thank you.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.